Chris Jericho always shows up when you least expect him in New Japan. Like, you expect him to show up. You're like, oh, yeah, there's this clearly this singles match to set up who gets to face him. Like, clearly evil gets to face him. But then, all of a sudden, you for some reason forget that for every other feud, he just dresses up in costumes and ambushes people like it's literally all he's done this whole year he's ambushed more people than he's wrestled matches like it's chris jericho is just a very aggressive cosplayer at this point chris jericho is the money in the bank of new japan which is every week you're like he's coming out he's gonna come out and then when you're finally like wait nah. hold on who has that briefcase oh fuck they cast him <laughs> Which is hilarious. It's a hilarious thing to do with your second most important title is put it on the guy that's never there. Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly show about professional and not so professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore. And I am surprised by how quick this intro is. I'm Blake Tanner. I know, right? And I have also defected from chaos to join the Bullet Club, the Dylan. (laughs) (sighs) Dylan's like, I love it, man. And unfortunately, uh, Neville did not join (laughs) Los Ingonables de Japan, and I don't know why. I was like, come on, it's perfect. Now they, but they did get another guy from Dragon Gate to do it, so you were technically almost (laughs) right. Yeah. By the uh, way, I want to I want to talk about how insulting it is that New Japan is like, yeah, we're bringing in this guy who is literally visually just as he's he looks buffer than Naito, but we're gonna make him a junior. He's the buffest dude in the group, but he's not a heavyweight. Well, I just like want how, you all to know that. Yeah, it's like how on two hundred five live they're like, where should we put Michael Canellis? <laughs> Which I was really hoping that he would cut, like, a My Name is Michael Bennett promo. Because that would be the ultimate, like, badass moment of, Yo, fuckers, I was very well respected before I came here, and then I became my wife's bitch. Yeah, but then they showed up and it was all about, uh, 205 love. Yeah, 205 love. 20 fuck is what they're turning it into. 20 fuck. <laughs> also, I like to think someone at WWE has been listening to all of our previous episodes where we've been like, you know, not a lot's happened in wrestling. And then they're like, just put it all on Raw. Everything in one week. Put it all on Raw, and then have Charlotte spear Becky through the t- through the back back video monitors. Dude, I legitimately all of it, all of it at once. We gotta sell this Saudi Arabia pay per view filled exclusively with ruthless aggression era wrestlers. That's what it is. They're building up like the same way that they ramp up when they build up for WrestleMania. They're getting ready for Saudi Arabia. Everyone so, so, will remember the uh, post. Oh shit! I don't even. Re- I've already forgotten what the fucking show was called. Post Australia uh, Raw show where everything Super happens. Show, stu- Superstar Showdown. Was that Super... it? Fuck, that's a dumb name. Super Showdown. Super no. Super Fuck Up. Also, I will like to say I did call the Bella thing. I just was wrong by a few days. Scotty, can we run our own counter pay per view to WWE Crown Jewel called JWF Family Jewels? Oh damn it! <laughs> We've already named Oops All Dudes, otherwise this is the pay-per-view with 50 names. (laughs) No, no, no. This is the other one. So, so, uh, so, Family Jewels doesn't actually have any of the current people on it. You guys just make up a bunch of people in, uh, in Chronically Mismanaged, and you just say that they're all from the same era as, uh, Oh, as Momoa Curry. And then yeah. you just have them fill this roster. It's just a bullshit pay-per-view that we only put online on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Also, and it's Blake, in Cuba. Oh. It's in Cuba. <laughs> yes. God damn it, Blake. Well done. Also, I do love in WWE 2K19, you can adjust how much smoke fills an arena, which excites me if we ever have a VWO-branded show. But also, the Cuba show would be just full of smoke from Cuban cigars. Exactly. Also, you need uh, to put it in the tiniest arena that that, that game will allow you. Yeah. yeah. 
It's not hard. I can get pretty tiny on that thing. Um, so I do love the fact that everyone's like, it's a double turn. Lashley and Owens. Owens is a baby face now. I'm like, Owens is getting surgery. Owens' knee got busted up. By the way, I love that instead of using the part where he quit a month ago, they decided to keep him around for for a few more weeks to kill any momentum he had or any storyline progression and then just kind of job him out to Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. This was the biggest reaction I think I've seen Owens get in a while, and I think it's mostly because the crap like cause of the double turn and the excitement behind it, but even then I'm like, it's not a double turn because he's fucking gone. His Twitter yeah. account is literally just an emoji of the peace sign now. So in uh, at the Royal, probably the Royal Rumble when he comes back as number like thirteen or something. Yeah, I want him to come back, and I want him to I want him to pop up power bomb Sami Zayn for no reason. Like I want them to <laughs> hug, then I want him to throw him into the ropes, pop up power bomb, and then throw him over, and then just look at the crowd the same way Triple H did when he freaking uh, like pedigreed. Uh, Paul London and Brian Kendrick, where he's just like, ah, what are you going to do? Like, that's that's all I want. Well, no, no, what it is, I like the idea, they get into a brawl, the whole crowd's like, wait, what the fuck's happening? Sammy finally gets the edge, has Kevin on the ropes, looks like he's going to do a haluva kick over it, picks him up for the powerbomb, turns, and then powerbombs him out of the ring. And then he wins the Royal Rumble. I remember, that's how Sammy died. That's exactly how he died. You need to understand, at this point, we really have to just chapter the ways in which Sami Zayn has died, died. in his wrestling career. Yep. Yeah. Well, that was the fifth time he blew out both shoulders, so... Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, that's the thing, is Owen's knees are messed up, so his lower body's fucked up, Sammy's upper body's fucked up, they are gonna come back together, forming a super wrestler with Sammy's legs, but then Kevin's body... So you mean it's just going to be Kevin, like, on Sammy's shoulders? Yes, that's a, or a cat-dog situation where it's get Sammy oh, on one no. side and please, please, on the please, other. Please not. Please, please. We're going to stop this conversation. Yeah, now. you're getting into some human centipede adjacent stuff that I'm just not ready to deal with. No, think of I'm all not, the fun, I'm not, baby. Listen, listen, I'm not ready to deal with this. I'm not ready to deal with the fact that Shawn Michaels came out of retirement exclusively to wrestle for, a, like, you know, a monarchy dictatorship. There's a lot of things I'm not handling right now. I mean, that was going to be my next thing, which is, where's everyone else falling on this? Because this is as bad as Undertaker after the most emotional retirement I've ever seen, leaving everything in the ring, just comes back a a year later to face John Cena in a five-minute squash match. That's how I feel about this, the HBK return. So, you know how HBK didn't want to come back at the Royal Rumble this year or the year before to face AJ fucking Styles? In, like, a talent versus talent, like, because he said, you know what, I'm retired, like, we're we're done, and then he comes back for Saudi Arabia fuck money, you have any <laughs> idea how insulting that is to me as a wrestling fan, to everyone? Mm-hmm. You gotta think, how much did they pay him? How much did they pay Vince? Like, because you know the only way he did it was if Vince was like, hey, listen, I, like, I need you to do this, like, for the... That's the only way. Because if it was left on his own, I'm pretty sure he probably would have stayed retired. I don't think his dream match coming back was to fucking wrestle with his old, like, road buddy against geriatric Undertaker and, hey, why am I not doing my government official job, Kane? Speaking of, in addition to that, Kane also has a fucking wrestling school now. The man does not have any chill. He's like, what could I do to stop being mayor for a few days? I, listen, I already got my, I, I already got my, uh, my realty business. You know, I'm a successful politician. I have a wrestling school, and occasionally I put on an ill-fitting uh, singlet and uh, a shameful... Halloween ripoff mask. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, you don't need to be um, at your office every day to cut taxes once and then just not do anything. He is on that end of the political spectrum. Yep. 
Can I, I, I just want to say, I, I think it's really progressive of WWE that they're having the first women's pay-per-view, but then after that, they're also going to have an all-male pay-per-view in Saudi in a, in Arabia. A country, in a country that doesn't even allow the women to perform. Oh, yes. uh, yeah. It's called, it's called, it's called sucking dick with one hand while also, like, waving to the crowd with the other. That's really what's going on here. Welcome to uh, WWE sucking Arabia. <laughs> Yeah, that's the next pay-per-view, the one they're going to hold, like, after, in between. That's what they're going to do instead of uh, where Elimination Chamber was in February. They're just going to have the Sucking Arabia pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. When when they finally get around to, like, the the Rock is finally there, he shows up for one match, and at the end he just gets down and presents himself to the Saudi royal family, and he becomes their, like, servant. Yeah. Now, see, with me, my favorite thing listen, so far... Listen, listen, Blake, I believe you've forgotten that The Rock is half black, and that sentence really showed how Alabama you were. I did not say slave, <laughs> for a very specific reason. <laughs> you just heavily implied it. Now, I do love... Tell me I'm not fav- wrong. Now, hold on, you're Southern care. You ain't Tell wrong, me I ain't wrong. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, that was my father speaking. At least with the greatest Royal Rumble, they were like, you get this massive trophy, it's fantastic. Meanwhile, with the with the World Cup, it's literally to determine... The best ruthless aggression era wrestler. <laughs> fucking Kurt Angle, fucking John Cena, fucking Jeff Hardy. Freaking, yeah. like, Ray, you know Rey Mysterio's gonna make it in first try. Mm-hmm. Like... The the big show? Oh, no, no, Randy Orton's in it. Fucking, who are the last three people going to be? Wait, who else can they easily get? Shelton Benjamin T- will probably somehow get in there. Um, Tatanka. So Saudi Arabia hasn't had wrestling in ten years, apparently, so... They just had it six months ago. Yeah, and they didn't know anybody, I guess. I really want to know what the Saudi prince's, like, mindset is, because I think it was Meltzer was talking about it, and they're like, the reason for the Daniel Bryan-AJ match is probably because he wanted it. I'm like, is he just also a huge fan of that era Ring of Honor as well? He's like, wait a minute, you have Danielson and AJ as well? No, no, I really do think, you, you said it, listen, it all makes sense if you consider that they haven't seen anything past 2008. I would love if every single prince got their own opportunity to, like, pick a match for the card. And it's just like, no, I want this match. But no, I want this match. And then Vince is like, well, I don't know. It's going to take a lot of money to get him out of retirement. All right, here's some more gold. And then finally, there's Prince Smarky on the end, who's just like, I really want to see Danielson versus AJ for the title. It's going to be fantastic. Can you get Kenny Omega in on that as well, Vince? He's like, what's a Kenny Omega? (laughs) Uh, you mean Kenny Dykstra? <laughs> I can get you Dykstra, let's go! I can get you the whole Spirit Squad for like $5. <laughs> you can keep them. Uh, can I just. I legitimately thought Charlotte broke her arm on that fucking spear, by the way. Cause like, yeah, and then not... she breakdanced against Carmella and fucking R Truth. So shows what you know, Mark. Well, because like, it was. Akin to when Edge got, when Edge speared Foley through that table and he stood up shaking and you're like, Edge is dead. He's, this is just the death rattle before he ends himself. That's what I thought. And then, of course, then the great breakdance situation on Mixed Match Dance Off, which is what I'm calling it now. Yeah. By the way, I would like to point out that, uh, fucking... Women's wrestling is not doing great on uh, on the SmackDown brand because Charlotte did that during the Superstar Showdown. Becky got her jaw like off kiltered. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, oh yeah. And uh, like they're, we're into this match it was like fuck if it's last. I don't know what they're gonna do to each other, but one of you better take some time off afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So I mean the way that they were like just laying into each other, like, right before the, uh, announcement of that. It's, I mean, you, you knew that something like that was gonna happen, but damn. Yeah. Um, now, back onto the Raw brand, and I have to say, 
Ambrose might be the most, like, tact and ambiance that WWE has shown in a very long time with either a heel turn or something happening. And I'm terrified of how they're going to fuck it up. See, here's the thing. Because they will. The Shield have shown at times, especially in their heyday, that they will flat out refuse to do something if it believe it'll hurt them. Now, granted, Roman Reigns sold his soul uh, and, like, sucked Vince's dick all the way down, like, to the balls to become the face of the company, but... So far, Ambrose is the least sellout of the Shield by a significant margin. He went wacky, which like a lot of people didn't like. But that whole time, you know who loved him? Everyone besides those Mark are those Smarks. That was it. Everybody, I can't tell you a time where everybody was like, "Man, fuck Dean Ambrose." There were times where they were like, "Dean Ambrose appears to not be like very personable as a champion." And I was just like, "What part of any interview you've ever seen of John Moxley?" <laughs> ever made him seem like he was the guy you put on talk shows no 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 he was the guy you put put the belt on and he was just like yeah i'm the champion fuck are you gonna do about it i never hated dean during his wacky like stint i guess i hated any way that commentary tried to put him over i guess is what they were trying to do it's so fringy yeah. Well, the, the thing with me that I... It's because his wrestling got sloppy. Like, his punches went from, like, normal punches to just, like, a cartoon waving your arms in circles like windmills and just hitting dudes. His punches did go down to, like, Shane McMahon-level punches. Yeah. To be fair, he was working, like, 600 matches a year. Matches, yeah. If, if, D, if Dean Ambrose's punches and Ronda Rousey's punches had a baby, it would be Shane McMahon's punches. <laughs> I feel like it's the other uh, way around. I feel like if Shane McMahon's punches and Ronda Rousey's, at least at least Dean looked like he was like it was contacting somebody. Shane McMahon looks like he's shadow boxing right next to where yeah. someone is standing. The best yeah. way that I saw someone describe it once, I think it was on Reddit, was like it looks like Dean is just rubbing butter on his opponents. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta butter him up, Dean. Dean the Butterman Ambrose. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Dylan. I think Dean would be perfect on talk shows. Just see him on Jimmy Fallon. He's like, what are you doing today, Dean? I killed a bird once. <laughs> I'm sorry? What, what did you just say? I mean, why are you sorry? I'm the one that killed the bird. <laughs> yeah. I've got a, um, one of those, uh... You want to hear the story? You want to hear the, you want to hear the story about that time I fucked a girl while wearing a bear costume? <laughs> he's just just like oh i i know as a kid you were probably violent killing birds no this was earlier today it was out i was outside pulling up and i just saw this bird and i punted it (laughs) fucking pigeons in new york can suck a dick (laughs) you want to see me fall on some thumbtacks i got back (laughs) you want to talk about the time that i harassed a woman during an interview so badly that she quit the company the next day I uh, I got a match stipulation from Vince McMahon by just yelling, Come on! at him for six hours. <laughs> you want to see a dead body, Jimmy? Uh, what? It wasn't dead when I found it. Yeah. What? I mean, you want to see a dead body? Uh, come over down here. Um, I'll show you one. And then he, and then he just has a mirror. <laughs> I just now remembered. Lesnar's going to win the uh, the World Cup. No, no, he doesn't. He have the match. Doesn't isn't that the triple threat? No, no, no. He's also going to win the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, at this point, with as much as they've been hyping it, the World Cup is just going to be like a yellow solo cup, isn't it? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. With also like a picture of Dusty Rhodes or some shit on it. That way, they're like in remembrance. Oh, uh, good, good. Cody will have something else to angry tweet about. It'll be great. <laughs> One hand feeding the other. Oh yeah, he's just like he should have at least been on a pint glass. Come on, guys. Where are the where are the cowboy boots attached to the glass? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I would have let you borrow the jacket after Roman Reigns wins at uh, the Family Jewels. Uh, WWE caress caress the Saudis Family Jewels. Um, who do, do you think Dean's like the next the next challenger after we've 
completely defanged Braun and shown him to be the least effective like monster since they didn't put the belt on Kane for a decade. If he didn't already have the IC title, I would argue a triple threat with all three. But that's almost what I see this building to. Uh, no, they've already the done tri- that, though. Did they finally do... When did they... I could have sworn they already did it. Yeah, they did. It was the match right before the brand split. Oh, fuck, that's right. I thought that one was... No, 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 that was a triple threat. I thought it was Roman versus Dean and then... Or Roman versus Dean and then Seth came back. No. The match... So Dean got the title because it was Seth versus Roman and Seth mid-spear pedigreed Roman... And then Dean cashed in, and then the next pay-per-view, Dean retained, and then that led to the storyline of, like, the the Helmsley-McMahon faction being like, well, you fucking didn't bring the the world title to this, so we had to make a a new belt out of red licorice and embarrassment, (laughs) and... I will say, uh, have you read the Shinsuke interview about the low blow thing? I'm convinced it was Jimmy Jacobs. Oh, talking about... Well, my favorite was he was just like, well, the low blows wasn't my idea. You can assume who it was. Whose it was. And the whole time I'm like, is Dylan working behind the scenes? That's probably what it is, man. Me and, me and, uh, me and, me and Shinsuke have been, uh, have been tight for the last six years. <laughs> we go surfing every once in a while. Yeah. and you- Shinsuke, I've got an idea for you. I'll listen to this podcast called Fight Boys. I want to copy their main dude. It's gonna be great. You just you, you just hit him in the dick. By the way, I like that New Japan took that back by having Tanahashi low blow Jay White. I just want to say I'm really happy. They were like, no, 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 taking this back. <laughs> Which, but I love. It's made so much of an impact that the WWE 2K19 has included a fourth low blow as a finishing move. I finally have a move! <laughs> I'm back, motherfuckers! <laughs> oh, but you know who I'd never low blow? Um, I, uh, honestly, at this point, no. You're just a dastardly human being. Yeah, it's a about real, everyone. A real villain I am. No, all of our <laughs> lovely patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, you that's totally how you can low support low the- Gazi. Don't lie to me. <laughs> Well, of course. You'd do it and steal his wallet, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) While screaming, the kingdom isn't that good, and then walking away. (laughs) Vinny Marcella isn't your father. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, Patreon. If you want to be taunted like we are taunting Gazi, just donate at patreon.com slash a load of BS. It supports Fight Boys. Fun fiction, the entire BS network. You get access to our exclusive Discord. You get shouted out on the show every single week, whether in a good way or not, like our good friend Gazi. And you get just the awesomeness of hanging with us. And that's all available to you at patreon.com slash a load of BS. And now it's time for did it 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 And I'm thinking... I'm thinking we just start asking other wrestlers not to follow us, but to get Chuck to follow us. No, no, no. We should ask other wrestlers to get Chuck to follow them. And then... (laughs) (laughs) He just is like, hey, Chuck, we know you won't follow us, but perhaps you'd follow Matt Taven. You should totally, you should totally, no, 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 we should start fucking, you should totally follow Vinny. Vinny's totally the guy you want to follow. No, 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 and then, no, it's like, you need to follow Matt Taven. Then we change our our profile name to Matt Taven. He's like, what the fuck? Okay, I got it, I got it. Okay. We have to start, like, growing relationships with other bigger wrestling podcasts. So first thing we do, we grab Colt Cabana. We're like, hey, Colt, you know that song that you uh, featured on your podcast last week? We interviewed the dude. So you're going to listen to us now, right? And it's like, Wait, so now, now you... Wait, so welcome to Colt Watch. Now, Colt, get Chuck Taylor to follow us next time you interview him. <laughs> Dear Colt.
Dear, dear at Boom Boom Cole Cabana. Hey, listen, um, we're, we've been trying to get Cole Cabana to follow us for over a year now. Could you, could you help a brother out? Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you for starting the podcast, the wrestling podcast, so we have something to do once a week. You said, uh, you, you met Chuck Taylor, right? No, we've also been secretly <laughs> doing a secondary... We've trying been, to get cult to follow us. Well, we've been doing like a a Black Ops style cult watch. Yeah. Hey, at Colt Cabana, love the show. Can you get at Sexy Chucky T to follow us? He won't talk to. I am contemplating just send. I think we've done it before, but just hey at Trenty Locks. Chuck's not responding to any of our messages. Can you check on him? We're, we're real worried. Also, get him to follow us. Are we are we trying to get are we trying to get Greg to block us? Do we consider that like a like a secondary <laughs> prize? No, that's what it is. We get Greg to block us, and then we get Dustin to fucking follow us, and that's what it's like. We're the new best friend. No, no, no. <laughs> Here's the thing: we just start we just start tweeting at more than one person every week. So it's Chuck Taylor, and then we do six degrees of separation with Chuck Taylor. Like like this I, week I, like this week we also do Cole Cabana and Greg. Next week we do Johnny Gargano and Icarus, and then the week after that, <laughs> the week after that we do like freaking uh, Okada and Ishi for no reason. Fuck it, they can't. <laughs> I don't think I don't I don't know how good Ishi's English even is. We'll do it anyway, but we'll tag him in every one of the tweets that we're tweeting at another wrestler. That way he knows <laughs> it's there. <clears throat> no, no, no! It's like when you're fucking, you're like trying to hit on a girl, and you hit on her friend instead, and then they get jealous. We're trying to get Chuck jealous of us. You got a better idea, Blake? No, I'm just sitting. I'm <laughs> sitting here thinking, <laughs> like I'm really thinking about this, and part of me, like, is almost positive that Chuck knows what we're doing. And he's just pulling the bit out for as long as possible. He's waiting. He's waiting for them to be like, challenge me to a match, fuckers. <laughs> <clears throat> Listen, if I even knew how to wrestle a little bit, I would I would fight Chuck Taylor. That is my dream match. We'd just give us a couple weeks of wrestling school and we could do it. I'll take the job or exit and get eliminated in the first 30 seconds, don't worry. You just take a, you just, you just eat a soul food, like, at the bell, you try to punch him, he counters it, twists the arm, boom, and you just, you just, like, fly through the ropes like you've been hit with a grenade. Yep. Oh, out of this. Out of this. I think, yeah, I think the booking would be each of us kind of stays in the match, like... Wait, 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 uh, oh, wait, are you, uh, Scotty, you're typing that tweet, right? Oh, it's already sent. <laughs> okay, so uh, back to the other other thing. John Cena continues to troll the world with his sixth move of bullshit. <laughs> is the greatest. I thought he was just doing it for a live show. I thought he was doing. He did it in front of a stadium full of Australians. <laughs> like, he did and... it on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. He fucking hit Jimmy Fallon with it. It is, it's the, it's the setup, it's the crossed arms into, like, the spreading out, into the, like, the shittiest jab ever. Like, every part of it forms this perfect fuck you sandwich. It's it's layered, (laughs) oh, it's just layered, it's just like, it's just like resentment, and then, like, actual shit, (laughs) and then, like, a middle finger, (laughs) All on two heels of bread. It's like the third Lord of the Rings movie. You get to the point, it's like, okay, this is the end, right? Nope. Nope. No. I can't wait until he introduces the seventh move of Doom next week, which is just an open-handed pimp slap. (laughs) Hey, at John Cena, sick new move, bro. Can you get sexy Chucky (laughs) T to follow us? Yes. Yes. I, by the way, I, I'm convinced. I'm at this point. The only thing that John Cena could do for a finisher that would be more aggravating yet amazing is if he if he beat his opponents by just like just like smacking them on the ass. 
If he did that oh. whole windup, but then he used his his backhand instead, and went wham, and his opponents were just so made so uncomfortable. They they were they went into shock, and he was able to pin them. That's... <laughs> uh, I would love if he sent that tweet to John Cena, and tomorrow we like log into the Patreon, and it's like Santa came, <laughs> and it's like you have four patrons and twenty thousand dollars a month. Oh, what? No. I thought you meant just one singular patron. patron. John Cena has donated, donated a dollar. <laughs> John Cena. John Cena sends us five dollars with the thing. I was like, hey, I'd really like to to be a jobber in the JWF. Do you know how fucking pumped I would be if every week on this show I got to say, like our lovely patrons, Gazi and Jonathan. Felix Cena. Also, also, John, will you donate to our Patreon? There you we go. We need the cash. There you go. And jobbers. <laughs> oh, okay. This whole segment is now going to devolve into me just quietly going to different wrestlers' Twitters and fucking asking them to get sexy Chucky e. T to follow us. Like I said, I, I listed off several. You can also do you can also do Johnny Gargano. He was at Johnny's wedding. Uh, you can also get yeah. the, you can also get uh, the the bald fucker from NXT. Um, you can get Biff Busick. You can get Joey Ryan. Hey. I just love the idea. I know that they know each other in real life, but it's like, hey, you know that guy that was at your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you know the annoying. Hey. You know the annoying one from <clears throat> Kentucky. Yeah, that guy. You get him to follow us on Twitter. Um, I'm just gonna have a long list here at Joey Ryan online. At Simon no, no, no. You Dodge. have to do each one individually, asshole. <laughs> we have weeks. Don't blow this load all at mm. once. Salty Frank says that uh, John has plenty of money from his kids' books to donate to the Patreon. Hey, Joey Ryan, nice dick, man. Can you get at Sexy Chucky D to follow us? Yes. See, no, hold on. see how much yep. better it is when you write them all individually? <laughs> I think we're I think we're breaking our rule here though, because we gotta we gotta keep them contained. No. No 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 no. We're in the last <laughs> quarter of the year. We're, <laughs> Just we're, blast. We've, we've run out of fuck money. We have to get we're, we're desperate, Blake. <laughs> well, now that that's been brought up, hey, at the real Virgil. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I don't. Uh, he'll probably be like, yeah, for $10. <laughs> okay, we gotta do. Okay, what's our final one? Because I, I can't just have four. That's gonna mess with my OCD. Uh, tweet at Yano Toru. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hold on a second. Listen, you can either you tweet t- it. You can either tweet at Yano Toru, or we can tweet at Kevin Kelly. It's one of the two. Or How Jr. Much- hey, be like, hey Jr. You know, you know the best friends that you commentated about. Can you can you get Sexy Chucky T to follow us? One podcaster <laughs> to another. I would love if like. We one week tweeted at a uh, at a Japanese wrestler who doesn't have the best English, and he's just going around asking people what this tweet that he got in English is, and one of the people that he asks is Chucky T. <laughs> Chuck, no, hold on, I am pulling up a English to Japanese translator, and it's just gonna be like, uh, "Hello, who should we do?" And it's just going to be like, hello, I liked your match. Can you get at sexy Chucky T to follow us? Oh, I mean, wait, wait. There's one There's one uh, other English-speaking member of Chaos left. Uh, we could tweet at Will Ospreay. <laughs> no, I think Naito. <laughs> hey, Naito. Don't, don't insult me by tweeting at other... <laughs> now you're just listing the Japanese wrestlers you know, you racist fuck. Oh, wait, hold on. I know someone who's currently up on bed rest, so he's not gonna have a lot <laughs> at Time Bomb Haramu. Alright, I'm leaving. <laughs> You're her. Yeah, now. I'm just saying, he's laid up on his couch. 
He's not going to be doing anything right now. I do love it when Dustwatch bleeds into the whole segment. It's literally the whole fucking segment. Hey, at Time Bomb Hiromu, I like your cat. Can you get at Sexy Chucky T to follow us? I mean, at this point, can we just be like, Hey, at Ronda Rousey, I'm really sorry that your chicken died, but can you... (laughs) (laughs) We're sorry Dean Ambrose killed your chicken. Chickens can be also very loving creatures. I'm very sad that her pet chicken died. I didn't know this was a real thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. Hold on. Let me let me make I, sure that this translates correctly, because otherwise we may just be sending Hiromu some weird shit that makes no sense. Oh, no, it made it say, can you please follow sexy Chucky T? That's not going <laughs> to work. No, do it and see if he does. <laughs> do it and see if he follows him. <laughs> if he does, just oh, this will be the best episode of all time. Okay, hashtag, and then in plain English, hashtag Dustwatch twenty eighteen, hashtag RT and follow. There are times where I wonder, hmm. Are we a really bad wrestling podcast, or are we the best wrestling <laughs> podcast? Anyways, um, guys, I'm sorry. I know Dylan's a big New Japan fan. Blake, you like wrestling, but I have a new favorite. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> I, you. I have my own new favorite sports entertainment business, and it is 100% the UF fucking C. <laughs> the number of people that, in my opinion, were worked by what happened... At the most recent bout. Do you know the joy that Dylan gets every time he can tell me that I got worked from fucking Charlotte getting injured or something? That is the sheer amount of joy I felt as I saw that motherfucker hurdle the cage. And they're all like, what? Oh my god, what's happening? And the whole time I'm just sitting here like, ah, y'all getting worked, Mm -hmm. you pieces of shit. Oh, I know what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Dana's gone full wrestle. Mm-hmm. He's even built it. It's not like all the same character. It's not like a bunch of smack-talking Irishmen. It's like you got the smack-talking Irishman, then you got the crazy Russian who just beats up everybody. It's like fucking 80s wrestling all over again. They just need, the, they just need the American that comes out and like, I'm American and I'm from America. Oh, no, that would be shit. Listen here, brother. I'm working on it. Yeah, no, Hulk Hogan's their manager. That'd be great. Comes out to real yeah. American. I want that guy. I want the guy that comes out to his title fight like with real American as his theme. Shit, who was the guy in the second fight of the night? I can't remember the next to last fight of the night. Whoever that guy was, because I know he's American. He's going to be the Hulk Hogan of this business. He's just going to run out and be like, No, no, yeah! no. It should, be, it should be John Jones, because John Jones is a terrible person, and Hulk Hogan, there's enough evidence to show, has been a terrible person. No, John Jones is going to be the John Cena, because he already has a rap album, so. But I can see John Jones. <laughs> And so no, can no, the no. police. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's segment it. over. Segment's over. Hey, at John Good, Jones. We did it. Hey, at John Jones. You get sexy Chucky D to follow us. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm really surprised we've gotten nothing from these the fishnet we just sent out. Well, A, it's 11 o'clock at night. I don't know... I don't know if you know this. Most Twitter responses happen in the in the early afternoon. Yeah. Hey, at JBL, please block us, but also get Sexy Chucky T to follow us. Listen, if you want us to get blocked, all you have to do is ask Goldust about his bin bag, and we're good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, well, at hey, at gold, gold dust. Uh, just checking. Do you have any bin bags underneath <laughs> underneath your sink? Hey, at gold dust. We don't like you that much. Please block us. Also, can you get sexy Chucky e. T to follow us? 
I think after Dust Watch is over, it's gonna be a weekly change of just asking a different wrestler every time. Or do we just persist and go to a next guy? No, no, no. We pick. We pick someone else. We collectively all pick our next favorite, not as well known or talented wrestler, and we go from there. Okay. Well, I was just gonna go all out with the bits and be like, "Hey, at Xavier Woods, PhD." Do you have Battletoads? Also, can you get Chucky e. T to follow us? <laughs> Damn it, Blake, we had five perfect ones, but then you crafted another one right there in front of us. Do it. Do it. Do <laughs> yeah, it. This is going to be the longest episode of all time, and they're like, for half the show, they just tweeted Chuck <laughs> Taylor. They just tried to get Chuck Taylor to follow them. Oh. Has the new Battletoads come out yet, or is it still just that shitty preview? No, no, no. You ask him, hey, do you have, hey, do you have original, do you have vintage Battletoads? You got Battletoads, also could you get Chucky T to follow us? This is gonna lead to the block, if not, either the block or the follow. Somebody has to be, somebody has to react to this. If anything else... We're gaining infamy because they're going to be like, who is the, are these one motherfuckers? Scotty, I need you to go to another ROH show and just <laughs> and just fall off the fall off the sobriety wagon while wearing a fight boy shirt so we can get some of these people to hate us. No, 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 no. I am going to, and Blake maybe, but probably not. Or go, I'm going to SmackDown Live at the end of this month. I could just bring a giant fucking sign that says, please follow us, Chuck Taylor. And if you want to drive for, like, eight hours, Dylan, you could, you could pop up there. It's in Atlanta. Now, Six this hours. one I'm doing some double work on because I do want to get him on the show as a guest. Hey, at Simon Gotch, want to come on our show? Also, can you get sexy Chucky T to follow us? Good. No, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> no, no, keep going. Even as we go into JWF Silver Spoon the whole time, I was like, hold on, I gotta send out this tweet. <sighs> I gotta send this out to Roman Reigns. Uh, so... We do have to talk something about wrestling in this segment, Dylan. Yeah, wait, what? next week is definitely going to be like the shield, the shield blast where we tweet the whole shield, right? Well, Dean Ambrose doesn't even fucking use his Twitter, so good He's luck. Just... We'll tweet that one to Renee. Good, good call. <laughs> yo, out Renee Young, can you tell Dean to get sexy Chucky T to follow us? There you go. Yo, at Roman Reigns, WWE, at Seth Rollins, where's Dean at? Also, can you get sexy Chucky D to follow us? Um, what, were you, what were you trying to get me to answer? Oh, yeah. Do you think it's going to be a WWE debut thing for the countdown clock for being the elite? I don't think so, but also I've heard a lot of shit about the new New Japan people not sitting well with a lot of people. I mean... They're catering to more of a Western audience, and also, um, I don't know if you know this, um, New Japan's trying to expand into America. Uh, yeah. do, do, do you know who the most popular wrestlers uh, in America for their demographic are? Let me tell you. Uh, it's Knife Pervert Jay White. <laughs> No, but that. Uh. But if if the if the elite ever leave, guess who's becoming the new white boy face of the company? Oh yeah, he's New Zealand. Well, he's from New Zealand, so that'll be real weird. That flag's going to start showing up at events. Uh, well, but, from yeah, what no. I've what I've read, apparently, is the new people. It's kind of like WCW at the beginning of the '90s, where a bunch of people who don't know a lot about wrestling are getting put in charge and it's rubbing some people the wrong way, but they didn't say names. So, so here's the thing is that, um, while wrestling is wrestling, wrestling is also a business. Yeah. So the wrestlers are upset because the comp wrestling company is now being run like a business. Now it is wrong to take the people who have helped build the company up to this point and get rid of them. But there is a, a trying to business move of knowing the limit to how far your current staff can take you and potentially offloading them to bring in new people. It's kind of like how sports teams will be like, Oh, well we have a playoff uh, contender team here, but we need to get more people 
to like get even farther, like to try to get to the end. It's kind of like how the Cavaliers last year literally offloaded a whole team for a new team to get to the finals. Yes, they got the shit kicked out of them by by the uh, the Warriors, but they made it that far, which is kind of what New Japan's trying to do. Like, yes, WWE will still have the advantage, but they're just trying to get to the point where they can like, you know, capitalize on the eastern half of the globe. Sorry, I've been tweeting again. I said, hey, at Jesus, can you get Sexy Chucky D to follow us? Love your work. And hey, I... at Trenty Lux, Dustin isn't answering our messages for some reason. Is he okay? Okay. Blake, Blake, was that you trying to do a mercy killing on this segment? Blake was just like, well, anyways, merch.alotofyourbs.com. I was a- hoping to push you towards that direction um, and push everybody listening to the direction of merch.loadofpurebs.com. They, they have shirts for all your favorite JWF wrestlers, including, for some reason, the Hammerman. Uh, also, Scotty Moore has, like, I don't know, like, two different shirts there. Who knows why? I hear that guy. hear that guy's a dick in real life. Yeah. <laughs> You've also got some Blake Tanner wrestling shirts. You got uh, some shirts for the Dylan. Um, you got a lot of stuff. You got uh, stuff for other BS products like a load of BS, fun fiction, opposite attractions, and uh, other stuff. There's a, a BS Network wine glass. <laughs> uh, actually, ooh, that's a good wine glass. I didn't know we had that. I know, right? And it's all available at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. But boys, we've done a show, kind of. But now it's time to turn things over to everybody's favorite commentators, Silver Spoon and Captain Tibbs, for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I'm your host, as always, Silver Spoon. Joined by the man who's killed more birds than Dean Ambrose, it's Captain Jibs. You know, they say the early bird gets the worm, but the first duck that takes flight is the first one to die. That's right. Well, Tibbs, I see you've gotten back from your tour of Australia. We saw you had some trouble at the border there, but we're happy to have you back this week. Is that where I went? Yeah, um, now I will say we have named the next pay-per-view in your absence. It is now called Oops All Dudes. And so, of course, uh, well, you know, you you know you had the plan for the all-women's pay-per-view, and, well, we... Yeah, we you didn't. Got, we ain't got no ladies, tips. I left clear instructions. I put aside a bunch of money to name the pay-per-view, and then... Oh, I didn't put aside any money to hire any women wrestlers. I'm sorry. Well, well. anyways, Tibbs, I guess instead we're going to have to settle for the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament. That's right, Tibbs. The King of the Steel City Tournament is going to determine the next number one contender to the JWF World Heavyweight Champion and determine who is the king of the Steel City. And we've had some amazing qualifying matches so far. We have seen... Men like the Dylan. We've seen men like Guy Fieri. We've seen, and fortunately, you didn't get to see the Hammer Man going on. What? That's right. What? I missed it. You missed it. No. You missed the Hammer Man. But right now. Damn you, Australia. But right now, it's time to determine who's going to join those men in the semi finals as a man you are all too familiar with. Canada Charlie takes on the American beer man, Sam Adams. And Tibbs, uh, I see Charlie joined uh, joined <sighs> ringside by his mentor of late, Felix Ball, and I know that can't make you happy. Why didn't we do this one last week? I, Why didn't we do it when I was gone? I didn't want to see this match. I'm fine. That's right, and unfortunately it looks like Canada Charlie. I, I don't know if he can tell how agitated you are, but looking quite braggadocious playing to that crowd, but ooh! Sam Adams not having it as he hits a big lariato on that Canadian one and now actually mocking him. Sam Adams doing some playing to the crowd himself. You know, he does have that beer going on. 
That's right. Now the American beer man starting to lay in some ooh stiff shots to the cranium, raining down fists onto the skull of candidate Charlie. And now Felix Ball looks like he's actually trying to scream advice from the sidelines as Adams bounces off the ropes for a big knee drop. But wait! Charlie actually rolling out of the way. The knee of Sam Adams connecting with the mat. And it looks like he's actually favoring that right knee now, Tibbs. Ooh. You know, that can't feel good. That's right. It looks like he's favoring that knee. And ooh, a big chop block from Canada. Charlie takes down the beer man. And now just working over that knee. Ball barking orders from the sidelines. Charlie looks like he's trying to break that leg. Hmm. You see, this is what you call an opening. As soon as you notice that you've weakened the body part significantly, you gotta keep working the body parts. That's right. Now, actually, it looks like he's setting up for a figure four leg lock. But wait! Actually kicking out Adams, reversing, kicking Charlie away. Now making it back to his feet, tossing Charlie into the corner. Unfortunately, he doesn't look to be 100% as he's limping over to Charlie. Ooh, but he's still laying in those big boots to the chest of Canada, Charlie. But wait! Unfortunately, it looks like his leg giving out, forcing him down onto a knee. And Charlie's taking that advantage to rip the turnbuckle off. What in the world? It looked like he's taking the turnbuckle off, exposing that metal ring. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. That's right. And now, actually, it looks like Shibata, our faithful referee, trying to stop Charlie from doing this. But wait a minute! While his back is turned, Ball is wailing on the... I mean, what in the world's going on? Felix Ball is not even in this match, and he is destroying that knee of Sam Adams. Ah, oh, this is why I hate having him in the company. He does these tricks all the time. Next thing you know... He'll be he beating people up with baseball bats and hammers and then kicking them out of Canada. That's right. No, slamming his knee into the corner. Unfortunately, now I don't know if Sam Adams is going to come back at that, grasping at that knee. Charlie once again working over that left leg. And now it looks like he's trying for the figure four one more time. But wait, Adams actually reversing it into a roll-up, going for a pin. One, two, ooh, and Charlie barely kicking out at two. Two men ba- making it back to their feet, staring off. T- Tibbs, this is this is astounding. All right, I'm kind of glad I stuck around to see this one. That's right, and now Charlie going for a lariat, but Sam Adams ducks, and a sobriety test from out of nowhere. Sam Adams hits that vicious stunner, sending Charlie to the mat, going for the pin. One, two, oh, wait. Oh my God, it's, Sam, it's it's Felix Ball. He's dragged Sam Adams out of the ring. My God, Tim. I can't believe this. Get him out of there, Shibata. That's right, Shibata calling for Ball to be banned from ringside, but unfortunately the damage looks to be already done as Charlie rolls Adams into the ring, working over that knee one more time, and unfortunately I think he's now weak enough that he slaps it on. The figure four leg lock. And it looks like he is trying to break the leg of Sam Adams. Sam reaching for those ropes, trying to reverse the pressure. Tibbs, what can he do? You got to flip it over. You got to flip it over. You got to take that force that they're putting on your legs and put it on their legs. That's right. But oh my God, right before he flips it over, Canada Charlie actually raining fists down onto the knee. That could possibly break his knee. He looks like he's trying to retire this man tonight. And unfortunately, it looks like it's causing Sam Adams to have to tap out to that figure four. And unfortunately, due to nefarious means, it looks like Canada Charlie is moving on to the semifinals of the King of the Steel City Tournament. And I'm, oh, I'm finding out right now that means next week, that man, Canada Charlie, is going to be taking on a man you are all too familiar with, the Hammer Man. Get rid of him, boy. That's right. And then, of course, that means the following week we're going to see the Dylan take on Guy Fieri to determine the finalists of the Steel City Tournament, which, of course, we know will be determined at the Oops All Dudes pay-per-view. I mean, Tibbs, you, you know the semifinalists. Who have you gotten this? Well, first of all, I'd like to say I've got the number of the person that came up with this pay-per-view name. And I'm going to have to have a serious talking with them. Because I love it. That's right. And other than that, I really don't think you have to ask me who I've got for this. Hammer Man all the way to Sunday. That's right. But of course, if Canada Charlie keeps keeps using Felix Ball to his advantage, those dastardly moves, that might 
lead to your boy, Canada Charlie, going on to become number one contender. And wait, actually sounds like we've sent one of our top interviewers, Don McDonald, backstage with Canada Charlie and uh, Felix Ball. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald here with Canada Charlie and Felix Ball. Now, gentlemen, uh, we just saw out there tonight, Canada, you secured your spot in the semifinals of the King of the Steel City Tournament. And I got, oh, yeah, you're darn right he did, my boy. And let me just tell you this right now. You see, this boy, this boy old Chuck Tibbs, as he used to be called, He's going to go far beyond the semifinals. He's going to carve a path straight through the finals and onto the throne where he rightfully deserves. You see, Canada Charlie, he spent years trying to be like like a ah, some sort of captain. But you see, when I look in that ring and I see Canada Charlie, I don't see a captain. No, no, no. I see a king. And he deserves more than Captain Tibbs, deserves more than a captain's hat, he deserves a crown, and he's gonna earn that crown when he wins this tournament, and goes on to defeat the JWF champion, whoever he is, and secure his spot at the top of the company. Because Canada Charlie has finally, under my wise tutelage, learned what it means to be vicious. Learned what it means to be a fighter. He's learned what it means to be a winner. Well, you know, his track record certainly reflects that, but upon further inspection of his performance tonight, it seems that Charlie's victories, well, they only seem to come when you're at ringside, Mr. Ball. And many of us can agree that you certainly weren't out there as a teacher tonight. In fact, one could say that if it wasn't for you, Charlie wouldn't be in the semifinals at all. Okay, well, while it is true, I may have gotten in a physical altercation with Mr. Adams tonight, I have to say that it was just to show Charlie exactly what kind of viciousness it would take to become king. It was a teaching moment, you see. Right. So what you're saying is that if you weren't out there tonight... We would have gotten the exact same okay, result. Stop. We would stop. Listen here. I am done with you. I am done with everything any of you backstage announcers, interviewers, you all do the same thing to me. Okay, I'm done with you disrespecting the way that you're throwing in all of this towards me here. <clears throat> okay? I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to treat my mentor, Felix Ball, the greatest man that has ever taught me everything that I have ever needed to know in wrestling. And you're, you're trying to paint him as some sort, of, some sort of holy ace I have up my sleeve. Something I have to pull out every time I'm not winning. But as much as you want to spin your little story to be true... You know that I could have taken down Sam Adams without Felix Ball. I can win this whole gosh darn tournament without Felix Ball. And I could become the JWF champion without Felix Ball. In fact, I'm going to prove it. Felix, why don't you take a, a whole week off? Alright? Stay at home. You turn on your TV and you watch as I come and make my way to the finals of this tournament without anybody else's help. Next week, I'm going to prove that Canada Charlie and Canada Charlie alone is a winner. Well, Tibbs, it certainly looks like Canada Charlie. You seem fired up about that. I mean, what do you think? I'm losing my boy, Sills. I'm losing him to the ball. That's right, and speaking of your boys, we know there's another one of your boys. You're a huge fan of the man known as the Hammer Man, a, a guy who has uh, shown uh, great growth in the JWF in recent months, but unfortunately, after a few choice accusations from the Dylan, it became clear that the man under the mask may not have been the man we thought he was all along. In fact, many have claimed that it's actually Travis Clouds, the man who a little under a year ago was banned from this company. I mean, what do you say to these accusations? I say, it's utter 
Horse shit! <laughs> okay. That's all I'll have to say about that. Really, worst thing you could say is trying to take this story is trying to turn it into a way that he can make the Hammer Man, who has been nothing but a fine, upstanding performer, and turn him into something that you think is evil. No, I will not stand for it. That's right, and unfortunately, due to this, due to these thoughts, um, a man who we thought would never come back to the JWF ever again, Griffin Clouds, the brother of Travis Clouds, made his return at the Heck in a Sec pay-per-view, attacking the Hammerman, and ever since, they've been in a bitter rivalry. And actually, in our main event tonight, we've got Griffin Clouds in the ring, and he has a message for the Hammerman. Let's have a listen. Hey, everybody. It's been a while, hasn't it? You know... A little under a year ago, my brothers and I fought for our careers. Went to the ring together. We were a family. Unstoppable. And uh, despite our best efforts, we may have lost. I'm man enough to admit that. We lost our careers in the JWF. We were forced to ride off into the sunset as a family. And, you know, things weren't great for us. We had to go back to a normal life working nine-to-five jobs, taking care of our families, becoming New York Times best-selling authors. But, you know, after a while, I started to notice something was missing. Someone was missing. No matter how many texts we'd send, no matter how many phone calls we made, Travis Clouds had left this family. He had just disappeared. He was like a ghost. A ghost in the machine. And at the same time, I may have popped in to see how the old JWF was doing and noticed that there was a certain superstar by the name of the Hammer Man. Now, I'm not the type of person to come in and make accusations about someone, who they are, what they might be. I'm not here to claim who's underneath the mask. But... Really? Come on. The evidence is right in front of your face. The Hammer Man... No. This is Travis Clouds. Come on. And Travis Clouds is disrespecting the legacy of the Cloud Clan. He threw away his name. He hides his face underneath a mask and comes out here dancing for all of you stupid idiotic people losing match after match and Travis that's not the Travis I knew he wasn't that kind of wrestler no the Travis I knew he was a simple kind of guy he'd walk down to the ring he'd kick someone's face in and pin them in and pin them for a one two three but now it seems that my brother has kind of lost the way of what we came into the JWF to do. That's why at the next pay-per-view, I'm going to get him back on track. I'm going to take him into that ring and beat some sins into him. And Trav, Travy, Travelicious, I know you don't want your brother here ruining all your fun, stopping all your dancing. So I'm going to give you an ultimatum. If you can beat me in the center of that ring, right there, no muss, no fuss, no dancing, whatever you do nowadays, you beat me in the ring, I'll go back to my 9 to 5, I'll keep going to dinner every Monday, and staring at an empty seat where Travis Cloud used to sit. But if I win, that mask comes off, and Travis Cloud's he returns to the JWF alongside his brother. And believe me, Travis, I will win. And when it all is said and done, the JWF universe is going to see the return of the most dominant faction in JWF history. They're going to see the return of the most terrifying force that this company has to offer. And they are going to see the return of the V. W. Oh. Well, Tibbs, it looks like 
Griffin Clouds has made a bold proclamation for the next pay-per-view. I mean, I know you're a huge fan of the Hammer Man, but it looks like the Hammer Man may disappear in just a few weeks' time if Griffin Clouds gets his way. I don't believe it. Lies. Slander. Horrible. I thought I fired him. That's right, and unfortunately, I guess Griffin Clouds is fighting for not only his career in the JWF, but he's also fighting for his family. He's fighting for a lot come the Oops All Dudes pay-per-view, and let me tell you something, that's something you can't miss. Not to mention, we're going to see the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament, and then, I'm getting news right now, we're going to see the rematch between Brunch Boy Baron Corbin, our JWF champion, and the man he stole that title from, Blake Tanner in a Falls Count Anywhere street fight. It's going to be an absolutely vicious match. It's going to be a pick. It's going to be a fantastic pay-per-view. Not one to miss. But in order to find out what's going to happen next, in order to find out who will be in the finals, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So Blake Tanner, it's been an episode. Oh, wait, hold on. We must speak to the ghost of the Dylan, because he once again has surprisingly disappeared during JWF. Dylan, what did you learn this week? That I'm the only person that cares about wrestling on this podcast anymore. Awesome. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, Dylan. Uh, Blake, what did you learn, my boy? I learned that we may not get Chuck Taylor to follow us, but sometime in the future, maybe we can get Chuck Tibbs. Chucky Tibbs. And I learned that I missed the VWO more than I thought. I got, like, some fucking Undertaker Shawn Michaels chills when that (laughs) shit was going down. I was like, whoa, dude. I forgot how fun Griffin was to listen to. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Dylan can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Blake, where can they find you? At Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me... That's it. That's it. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo. S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Queasel Corp trilogy, BS vs. the Gods, and check out all the other shows online at aloadofpurebs.com. I guess we can talk about the interview we did for BS because we interviewed this week the great Tom McGuire who just released the fucking bop that is Ric Flair. And it was probably one of my favorite BS episodes we've ever done. Yeah, it was fantastic. So go check him out, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes on YouTube on their Facebook page. Um, and check out their first fucking single rick flair that's right so check that out and of course make sure to support us either on patreon patreon.com slash a load of bs or by picking up some merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com or oh scotty i'm getting something someone bought some merch someone bought a bs network wine glass (laughs) hold on a second i'm just gonna check my email real quick and oh cool i'm getting money Uh, so make sure to support us there, or if you want to get some of my books on audio, you can by using our official Audible link, audibletrial.com slash bsnetwork. You get a free 30-day trial of over tens, hundreds of thousands of audiobooks delivered straight to you, and, uh, it supports us. You get something for free, it supports us, it's a win-win opportunity all around, ladies and gentlemen, so make sure to do that, and make sure to subscribe, rate us on iTunes, make sure to support us, uh, uh, subscribe, do all that. F- fuck it, dude. I've been up since 5 in the morning, so I guess all <laughs> I can say left is. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube. And remember, at Blake A. Tanner, I like your hair. Can you get at Sexy Chucky e. T to follow us at Fight Boy Show? Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for. Life!